So I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. We're talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Listen, I trust my team wholeheartedly, man. Did the Steelers feel the same way about you? You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. It's time for Unique Things, which is the uh, prequel to Stranger Things. <laughs> or maybe like the real young kids version, like Unique Things, where it's on sun right? Saturday mornings. Where we're trying to sell dolls of the monster. It's like, these aren't Stranger Things, these are Unique Things. Yeah, they're just kind of different things, actually. Yes. Well, Demogorgon, uh, this is a... Uh, you know, this is a friendly Demogorgon, whatever. This is a $30 Demogorgon. Money Gorgon. <laughs> okay, enough caucus. It's mm. what Jin's talking about. Mm. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Kreis here with Greg Benevin. Hello. And like Coach Tomlin demands... We will have unique things mm-hmm. on this show. You say, "What? How? How can you be unique in May? Everyone's doing their way too early <laughs> rosters or uh, grade by grade uh. breakdowns." Uh, no, we have unique things. We're the only Steelers uh, con. Contenters, okay. contenter. I don't know. I'm trying to. Encompass. We are more content with the Steelers than a lot of other people, so I think that kind of fits. The content, contenters. There we go. And uh, only what Jin's talking about has the titles on Mike Tomlin's bookshelf. <laughs> you want to know what inspires the greatest coach in the NFL? <laughs> what feeds his brain? We've deciphered. We've decoded uh, Mike Tomlin's bookshelf. And uh, I think the I think there's I don't know. Well, I'll tease that for the second half. It's oh, not God. all good news. It's not all. Good. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's coming up in the second half, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But first, we've got to just we've got to just play some hits. Can we just uh, do some batting, a little batting practice? Can we just get break out the old time uh, favorites? We've 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 uh, soaked in the success of draft day, but mm-hmm. now it's time to get our nose back to the grindstone. Hard work ahead. It's time to blame Canada once again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know everything. As uh, the seasons turn, the flowers come out. It's time to be mad at Matt Canada. He's the again. Atlas. If Steelers, <laughs> if the Steeler Nation is a giant globe, okay, then Matt Canada is the Atlas. I see. He he is that which cannot shrug. We have to. He has to hold it up for us. There, got it. Oh, is that where that comes from? Yes, actually, yeah. At- okay. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything about that. Yes. At, Let's um- <laughs> get to the takes. Mm-hmm. At Steelers Sank 16, Steelers Sanctuary, Steelers averaged 18.1 points per game last season. I'm setting the under over at 20 for this season. What do you think? Surprisingly, optimist. Mm-hmm. 85.4% believe over. Only uh, 9.8% are under, or mm-hmm. what I voted, 4.9% exactly. 18.1 <laughs> points per game. Uh, Steeler Nation thinks... 
offense is coming. I, I, yeah, they do. I mean, it's it's entirely possible that you know it's it is such a shame. It hit me that like every time some the, the fan base so, shows some degree of optimism, I have to tr- try to find an excuse for why that is. Like how what like faulty reasoning led them to think that. Like I think the offense is going to score at least twenty points a game. I think they're going to score more than that. But it's entirely possible. Like as of this date, these people thinking over or thinking it because like wow, darn it, Washington's going to catch two touchdowns a game or something bananas like it you know i think there this is i think some of these people mercifully are still in the post-draft glow um yeah i mean you know it's like it's it all comes down to kenny doesn't it yes I mean, that's what you know it's 100 percent. and mm-hmm. that's what the takes seem to say mm-hmm. at trib sports tribune review sports the only quarterbacks ranked by cbs below kenny pickett were in order mac jones Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. CBS Sports ranked all the starting quarterbacks. Kenny fifth worst in the NFL, and that, that was and that was a pretty good troll job too, because that one had uh, uh, Bryce, uh, what's his name, Bryce Young on it. That had C.J. Stroud. That had the guys that have never taken a snap and are you know playing for teams that whatever. No matter how much you may you know hate on the Steelers, the Steelers are objectively better than it. Um, that was that 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 was a pretty good one. Like, drove a lot of engagement to that particular poll. How much higher do you should you would you put Kenny? I mean, if you, I w- I'm I'm going to say, hey, if he's middle of the pack, that's sort of where I was going to go. That's not a total surprise. If he's ahead no. of the pack, then that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, that's 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 a pleasant surprise, and also one that I might be like, eh, that sounds like it's based entirely on the second half of the season. But that's why it's also possible for me to look at this particular poll and be like, okay, this is someone who has totally dismissed the second half of the season and is merely looking at the first half or they're saying the second half was all Najee and the improving line or the defense and interceptions. I Again, I kind of think, you know, when you're putting together a pool of quarterback power rankings in May, you're not thinking, what's the most accurate thing here? You're thinking, what's going to get this engagement? Well, I'm definitely not expecting Kenny to be some fantasy outlaw, right. like putting up, you know, 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Because that would be weird. Yeah, because that feels inaccurate too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be, you know, the the storybook uh, that would be the Hollywood story, you know. Yes. Be, you know, uh, so I would expect it to be middle of the pack, not a fantasy warrior, um, but you know, not not hopefully not a, a, like a turnover, you know, leader. Or, no, and and I just I I didn't mean to interrupt, but it just hit me too. Boy, if again it hit me that these people. That's why I keep going back to this. What I think driving engagement because look, it's not just they had Kenny very low. It's that he had Mac Jones this low too, and that's and the Patriots have something of a fan base as well. So I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't really thought about my feelings about Mac Jones. I imagine right now he's better than uh, uh, C.J. Stroud. I take the Pats with Mac Jones in a game versus C.J. Stroud and the Colts. I don't think that's you know I'm not betting it but i mean that's where i am right now like okay um let's uh, i mean or cj stroud and the texans i apologize to those of you fact checking at home mm-hmm. let's get to let's uh this point about kenny mm-hmm. and can can i get that at david m todd david todd you know a lot of fans think pickett will be one of the top best QBs in the NFL, when in reality, it's going to be difficult to be in the top eight in the AFC. He could end up being fourth best in his division. I think the odd that he's fourth are better that that he's then that they than that he's second. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, or what David and Todd is saying. Uh, fourth best in the division. I the mean, irony is I think he could be fourth best in the division. They could still make the playoffs. 
Like this can be a tough division for quarterbacks because it's because let, uh, let's let's play it out. Let's say he is fourth best in the division. So who are the other quarterbacks in the AFC better than him? I'll give uh, Mahomes. I guess we're going to have to go Rodgers at this point, although I'm not 100 percent sold on that. Maybe just statistically, maybe not wins. Who knows? I mean, Lawrence in Jacksonville, we assume will improve. We don't know that for sure. We assume the same for Herbert, but we've been assuming him to make that leap as well for a while. And after that, that gets us to. Did you say Allen? Did you say Mahomes? I said I said Mahomes and I said Herbert. It, um, I got five on my hand. I don't know. Okay. Well, no. I mean, that's that's fine. It's but you see what I'm saying is that like it's he he might not be he might be the eight, the eight, not in the top eight in the in the conference and they could still make the playoffs. Like I, I still agree with you. You know, the better Kenny is, the better off for this team. But he doesn't have to be uh, uh, uh you know Drew Brees of a decade ago for this team to win a lot of games. Which again, I think is a big point of you know why we're trying a big all this physical stuff, all this running isn't if some people think it's Canada proofing okay but it's Kenny proofing too yeah it's uh yeah it's stats yeah maybe not statistically the fourth best in the division but mm. win, but wins is what we're after right wins. exactly and and I don't know about you but I don't think there's eight quarterbacks I would rather have than Kenny with that game winning last minute drive would you rather have Kenny or that Herbert guy uh, yeah that's a uh mm-hmm. right okay how about Let's go to at stats guy Daniel Daniel Valente from week ten to the end of the regular season. Kenny Pickett had a higher passer rating on third down than Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and Geno Smith. Pickett recorded ninety nine point two passer rating on third down after the Steelers buy. I mean that is a very specific uh, skill set there, Mister Bond. Or- oh, a hundred percent. But I, if there's nothing else that shows you exactly how much things can change in a year, you just said Tom Brady and Geno Smith. <laughs> the two of the two of the pl- not right. two not two playoff. Were they both? No, the, no. Uh, no just- Geno barely missed it, and Tom barely got in. But I mean, but that's no, and these, but the, see that just did, and these. These, this exact statistic is why I do think CBS's poll was such a troll job. I mean, it's you know, it, 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 it's these are real numbers. They won down. They won in the second half of the season. It uh, these things can't be dismissed. It uh, that's not saying that you know Pickett's going to be right there with Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. But that's also not impossible either. I mean, I I I think Todd's right. They're you know in this tough division with Burrow, with uh, uh, Lamar, with you know Watson, maybe having a full season of being able to learn whatever the Browns want to do at, uh, you know, Pickett may not be the guy in the division, but they still could be the a winning team. As long as he's not leading the division in turnovers. Right. You know, yes, (laughs) yes, that's yes. That's talk about things. It all comes down to. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's, you know, let's get serious about (laughs) at Farabaugh FB, Nick Farabaugh. The Steelers have one significant problem that really isn't being talked about offensively. The lack of yak production last year was abysmal. They had no one higher than 53rd overall in yak last year, and the leader was Pat Fryermuth. Um, With a rookie quarterback, it was a lot of try to third down conversions. I don't know if um, 
you know, Yak was on the goal checklist. Yeah, I think it was, especially for, it's interesting because uh, that was for a team that had been so heavily criticized the year prior in Roethlisberger's last year of how many Canada players where the idea, where, you know, Ben would throw to a guy that wasn't beyond the sticks. Whereas like if you're on third, you know, third and five and a guy runs six yards and he catches it. Okay. You're not going to get any yak, but you are going to get that first out. Yeah. Or same with DJ, you know, catching a lot of curls mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone's like, Oh, DJ's, you know, giving up yards or all this. It's like, well, he's running these curl plays. It's not, you know, and he actually is breaking off a little bit of yak, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Again, that's stats and not wins. And, you know, I'm kind of like, he can keep my tombstone or whatever. I'll take the W. You know, I'll, get, I'll take the W. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, it can't all just be fun on Matt Canada's expense <laughs> because we're still in the thick of gone season out of the blue. Uh, out of the blue. Is that a Debbie Gibson song? I don't think. Uh, no. I wouldn't know. At Cameron Wolf. Cameron Wolf. There was a difference of opinion regarding Arthur Molette's contract mm. and he asked for his release per source. Mm-hmm. Uh Bummer for me because we've lost already lost lost part of the heart and soul with Marcus Allen and now Arthur Molette and Cam Sutton and so there is a uh, there's going to be a vacuum there in terms of hearts you know all you need all five Captain Planet rings absolutely no I liked Molette I mean it's it's a shame it uh, you know he may not have had the most ability but boy you sure got the feeling he was giving you everything he had all the time. And played well against the run. Mm-hmm. You, you saw him, you know, not too many, uh, not too many broken tackles on the run, specifically, you know, right. <laughs> yes. um, and you know, a difference of opinion. The one thing that I read was that he was expecting a extension, mm-hmm. and that obviously might not be happening since they brought in two rookies and a Patrick Peterson and mm-hmm. n- a new welcome to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Chandon Sullivan. I hope yes. you survive the experience. Um, mm-hmm. So... It's like release me now. It's like stick around till August and maybe have a, a one bone, two dogs opportunity, right. or, or get out of town now and hopefully stick somewhere else. Yes, exactly. At um, I mean that's that's you know there is a downside. I mean, obviously the Steelers always want to foster competition. How many they they prioritize that? However, that can get into some challenging situations when somebody looks around and is like, "Wow, this sure is a lot of competition." I have no desire to compete in it. Oh yeah, or just it's like not the best, you know. It's Fit. just it's just the it's as we call if you if you watch the real world road rules challenge, we just don't have numbers right mm. now, you know. And Arthur Millet didn't have numbers. Nah, I I think that I mean I don't watch that show, but it seems like a very good what? way of putting it. Well, I mean I you know I, I don't have Paramount Plus, but I mean but that's oh. that seems like a good way of putting it though the numbers, yeah. Um, but now that leaves us with at Alex Kazora, Alex Kazora. 2022 Steelers slot corner snaps of players currently on the team roster. Akilah Witherspoon, two. Miles Killebrew, two. <laughs> Elijah Riley, two. Trey Norwood, one. Minka Fitzpatrick, one. That's eight snaps. Wow. Mullet and Sutton, Mullet and Sutton made up 98% of the slot corner snaps in mm-hmm. 2022. So now what? 
uh, throw a bunch of things at it and hope something works. I mean, they did want to re-sign Sutton. That's one thing we know. They get what was it? We think they offered him three years, thirty million, and then the the Lions swooped in with what three years, thirty nine, if I remember correctly. Woo! I think that was so. I mean, it's hey, somebody wanted to pay. I mean, what can you do? But um, but yeah, they're gonna have to figure it out. I mean, it's they have plenty of bodies from which to figure it out but uh now you have to figure it out i mean this is this again this will be a a real challenge for tomlin which we know he relishes of taking all this you know uh uh, this unsculpted clay of potential slot corners and somehow fashioning it to a slot corner solution you'll notice i said a slot corner solution and not a slot corner the you know is this any different than when Mike Hilton uh, left for Orange Pastures? Ah, uh, I mean maybe. I mean it, it, it's it, it very well could be. I think he was in a way more limited athletically than than Sutton was. But I mean, but Hilton was so good on the blitz. I mean, remember that one year? I think he might have led them in sacks, or he was pretty close to it. I think that might have been a bigger loss to you know, and 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 they seemed to find a solution. Then I guess Cam Sutton rose to the occasion and mm-hmm. became a full time star. So I guess someone's got to just rise to the occasion yeah, now. I, mean, Tom, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this again, this is a challenge for Tomlin and the coaching staff to find these guys to do it. I mean, Sutton was a far better coverage guy than Hilton ever was, but you'll notice they also didn't send Sutton on a whole lot of blitzes either. And so a good thing we didn't cut uh, Witherspoon yet. Like, everyone's been wanting to cut him since, uh, you know, Santa came to town or something. Well, I mean, I, 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 the fact, I mean, I, I don't know if that's impossible. I think this is going to be a real competition, and he could find himself on the outside of that. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely there. At uh, he's, I think they're all in the thick of it to be this slot guy. Who's gonna be the slot guy? I like it. It's the mystery. It's the new uh, from the creators of NCIS. Is that a mystery? I don't watch yes. that. Okay, let's move on. I'm just buying time because I can't find at SSN Steelers sideline Steelers. There's a lot of questions surrounding the inside linebacker position this year. We had some solid signings in the offseason with Holcomb and Roberts. Drafted Herbig as an edge, but could see some time inside. Robinson is entering his second year. Uh, is that the room right there? Well, well uh, I mean, there's also uh, special teamers Tanner Muse. Right, who I, I think was originally a safety, and I think they could use him some at linebacker. But uh, but yeah, this is this is more or less the room. These three and a half guys. That uh, I mean, they, that's why you see every now and then whenever there's an old overpaid name that someone's heard of, they always suggest on Twitter or elsewhere that the Steelers should you know sign this guy or trade some low draft pick in the future for him. It um yeah, I mean it's it's not dissimilar to the slot corner. Um, thing except for you know the slot quarters last year were fairly effective in terms of Sutton and all that the inside linebackers not as much but it's that same kind of challenge for Tallman and the staff okay you got to turn these guys into something is it you know is it worse than when we lost Vinnie Williams and so, kind of suddenly we have more time to prepare for the lineup than in that situation it seems I don't know yeah What's that? I mean uh, it's it's it could be I forget that, that was the year they went into it with just Bush and I forget who was the other. I don't think that was Jack, right? Was or, it Joe? That was before. That right might have been Schobert. That yeah. might have been Schobert. It, but, um, you know, they had kind of signed Vinny on the cheap and then mm. he came back and was like, eh, it's not, I'm not in this. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it seems, I mean, I don't know. That seems like a bigger, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like those, I feel like, like Mike Hilton, 
that situation in the past would might be a bigger challenge than what this. Oh yeah, because I mean, what's the stat they always trot out? I mean, last year the inside linebackers had zero interceptions, zero fumble recoveries, and like I think a sack. So I mean, I think it's it's far easier to replace that production than it is to uh, replace and the, and the team's worst run defense two years before that, right? So uh, only looking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else in con season? Um, Oh, I don't know. Should we one more thing on inside linebackers okay. at K. Wanville, Sir Rick Combine? Uh, Steelers should bring in another free agent or two in the next few weeks, hoping they grab at least another decent inside linebacker. Uh, I don't know. Is is there? I mean, there's what three, we said. There's three spots left on the right, roster. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's you know. I mean, they keep pitching Rashawn Evans out there because again, that's a name you've heard of from when he was very good at. Uh, you know, I mean, this. I mean, this person's tweet goes on to say, "I don't trust the inside linebacker room as it is now." Well, how could you? You haven't seen these guys play together. We haven't Mark seen Mark Robinson's one... his second year. I mean, yeah. if you were like, "Wow, Mark Robinson's going to be a beast, and this Holcomb guy's going to be great," you'd be like, "What is wrong with you? You belong in a CBS poll." No. Or let not... me see your sports almanac from yeah. the future. That the, <laughs> no one could predict that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, how about uh, how about maybe the hot take of the week? <laughs> At Steelers Nation, DJ, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a playoff win in seven years, but I think the Steelers needed a change at GM more than head coach. Just my opinion. Omar Khan has been refreshing. Is, uh... Uh, is is you know is that what's happening? No more con is taking us next level. I mean, it could be that again. We're we're still living in a world of Tom Brady and Geno Smith, so I mean, this still could happen. The only thing that makes me naturally reticent about that, and not just because I very much like Kevin Colbert, is that Omar Khan comes in with the money from not having to pay Roethlisberger anymore, whereas no, Colbert yeah. operated underneath that, even with Khan's salary cap wizardry for a very long time. Yeah, he was like he was playing you know like, like grand theft auto with the cheat code or something or even just you know? i mean i know nothing about it but i know it's easier to play that no limit poker when you have more chips than when you have fewer <laughs> right yeah he did he bought in yeah big stack good point yeah okay um well, maybe one room for one more take mm-hmm. uh on con season we got a, we got the vet, the veteran uh alumni mm-hmm. response at Vinny Vitti Vici 98, Vince Williams. I honestly do think Kendrick Green would be a ridiculously good fullback, a bigger Rosie Nicks. You know, I guess the conversation was, you know, who's on their way out? Is it Kendrick Green? Is it Kevin Dodson? Is it whatever? But here's Vince saying, hey, let's convert Kendrick Green to fullback. There is no fullback on the lineup right now. Oh, it's Connor Hayward. I mean, okay, especially because okay. the other tight end is going to move to the other tight end. It, uh, I mean, if there's any other team that didn't have mult and, and the, you know, the kid with um, the kid with the mullet from Iowa that's at least played it before. I mean, I, I'd, I'm certainly not going to uh, disagree with Vince. He's probably right. It's just it's unfortunate that this happens on a team that happens to one of the few left, perhaps that happens to have multiple fullback options. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm just trying to keep uh, Kendra Green around for mm-hmm. another season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I I might be the only one. We got to take our break, do we? Where's the uh, Where's the music? There it is. Coming up in the second half. What you need to know about Bill Cowers appearance on Ben's podcast, including clearing clearing the record on beating on the tables on draft day <laughs> and who was who was beating on what um plus mike tomlin's bookshelf i've deciphered the books i've decoded so you don't have to 
that's coming up in the second half. It's the very merry month of May. The very berry. Mm-hmm. I think Eden Park had the very berry month of May. Oh. Did you get the berry pie? At oh, Eden okay. Nose? I mean, I, I would assume that was some kind of milkshake thing, but no, I'm sure it was delicious. No, they the... had a pie at oh, Eden cool. Park. You get the cookie, the smiley oh, cookie. Oh, that sounds great. Not at, you were not an Eden Park guy. Oh no, I was. I just, I mean, even at, at you know my heaviest, I was. I, I loved the cookie. I always loved the cookie. The cookie was good. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Um, it's the second half of what Jen's talking about. We promised Mike Tomlin's bookshelf in a second. But first, Bill Cow Coach Cower went on footballing Ben's podcast. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not gonna this isn't a recap show. This I isn't I do have uh, to watch it. I've heard wonderful things. You know, this isn't uh Fear the Fear the Walking Dead after show. <laughs> I'm not the I'm not the football and after party show. Although maybe maybe we maybe we'd get more uh, <laughs> maybe we'd get more clicks that way. Mm-hmm. Uh but some some highlights that worth mentioning because the debate is always Tomlin won with Cowers team. Mm-hmm. You know, d- did he come out and say it? No, but <laughs> he did. There was this quote from Cower. He says, you know, it was a well-oiled machine. Just don't screw it up. He was talking about how he retired and he kind of thought when he retired, like, man, if he would have stuck around, he would have guaranteed himself Hall of Fame. But when he chose to retire when he did, he thought that he kind of might have closed the door on the Hall of Fame, but I mean, I, I certain uh, I was I forget who it was Bouchette or somebody that said like Cowers not getting in. I mean, it's it's uh, after he retired, but you know, I mean, the, the argument for Cower getting in has always been he had the exact like eerily similar stats to John Madden, like almost exactly the same. It's bizarre. Do you feel that this is Cower saying that it was his team with a, with a quote like this? You know, like we built this weld oil machine, just don't screw it up. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily him saying it's, you know, they won with my team. I think it's Cower being rightly proud of the team that he had built. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it's easy to say it was a well-oiled machine. Okay, but, you know, Cower's last season, they didn't make the playoffs. And they, you, I mean, it's, it's they had a real, we need to unleash hell kind of uh, December when hell was not unleashed. Uh, yeah, right. We built a real oil machine, if not for that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, the, I think the headline is you know what ha- what really happened on draft day 2004 mm-hmm. you know it, did did Cower want Ben did Cower want a tackle who was beating on the table for whom or for whom was one the table beaten yes uh we got we got the question directly from coach all right enough and Kevin I said Kevin is there any chance any of these these quarterbacks could get to us he what? goes I don't think there's a chance for um, Eli or for he goes maybe Philip. Eli's going to go high. What? Um, maybe Philip. I think he'll go second, but maybe what? Ben. I says what? you think Ben could be there when we pick. What? He goes, I do. So I went back and first, I mean, do you rec- do you recall conversations that vividly? Like he said this and I said this and well, I mean, it, it, it it's easier for me to remember to think that if. This is a very specific circumstance. Like, Coward never picked this high other than when it was Plexico. Like, I, I can, I mean, it, that whole thing about memory is treachery and your story, you know, and it's easy to change a story over time. But, uh, but I mean, this was such a, 
And I think they kind of understood this was such an important moment at the time. I wouldn't be a little surprised if they remember this a bit clearer than other stuff. Like, I remember when I was on The Price is Right and Lost. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because that was such a unique environment, unlike other places I'd been. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find the... Watched every one of your games. Okay. And so I said, let's bring them back in here. What? And so you came back in. We what? sat down with you, talked with you. And... And I said, okay, wow. So let's look what? at the board. And I remember saying before, we need linemen. And then I told Mr. Rooney that, listen, we're going to take a lineman, but if one of these quarterbacks gets to us, we're taking them. Because Boom. Yeah. That, I mean, enough said. You, yes. So that's very clear. Like, yeah, we're looking at linemen, but if one of these – and he told that to – that would be Dan Rooney. Right. And it's very easy. I don't know if you, I don't want to talk, talk over the rest of which if you were going to do it. But I mean, but it, it would be so easy for someone else to overhear that conversation. And especially if Rooney says something like, that'd be great if you could pick the quarterback to take that as not long later. Rooney was like, you got to take the quarterback when Coward comes in and says, we're probably going to take a lineman. But I could see someone telephoning that over the years into someone pounding the table. Well, and, and, and I don't know if Ben was playing around, but it sounds like. Uh, maybe Mr. Rooney himself kind of uh, was, uh, you know, maybe weaving a tall tale. Here's uh, here's a little bit more. Mr. Rooney was never walking into any of those meetings. I said he he you know he'd come in. He wanted to know where we were. He stood on, on certain things. He what? don't you? He told me I walked in that room, Ben, and I said I'm not passing on you. You're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen. He's the owner. He can embellish any story you want to. I said, you know, I mean, it says the owner. Okay, so, uh, you know, he he said, he said, you know, dead men tell no lies. But uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I, I, I kind of stick with what Coach Cower is saying there. It, 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 it. Yes, and it's interesting you say that because I do remember, and you can see. I'm sure you can find this online if you watch the videos. But Ben was also assured by, and I don't, and I haven't watched this episode of football and yet to know this. But Ben was told by, I believe it was the Giants that they were taking him. They did tell him that. Oh so wow! If you watch the original clip, if you watch the actual draft when Ben's back there, you can see them, and I think they bleep out someone swearing. It might be his college coach when Eli and Philip go. And when, they, they go they against their falling. word. Yeah, and Ben it keeps falling to the Steelers. There, there it is. is. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. All right. A, a couple other things. Ben does reference Patriots cheating because he says we lost the championship game with an asterisk. I'm so glad he's still saying that. That's great. That really is. <laughs> I'm just glad that it's not just fans who right. uh, kind of take that stuff personally. Mm -hmm. Uh Fun fact, the uh, gun shooter celebration, I think that was AFC Championship game uh, against the, the Broncos. Broncos right? yeah. That got him a fine for threatening the team with a deadly weapon. People forget just how weird the NFL was, particularly early in Ben's career with this kind of stuff. If you remember, it's like Ben's third or fourth game, he wrote PFJ on his shoes, playing for Jesus, and he got a fine. Like it was, it was a different time than it is now. With like, where you can have this choreographed, you know, celebration whenever there's a fumble recovery. Sell, sell your cause on your cleats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause cleats, cause whatever. Yes. Uh, Chuck Knoll was not helpful to Bill Cowher at all. He said, you know, he, you know, he was asking him about players. He was specifically like, well, Bubby, Neil, what do you like? You know, mm -hmm. trying to get an insight, and he was not interested in kind of helping him with that stuff. Uh, and and uh, that kind of makes sense, though. I mean, Knoll's only been there forever. This only kind of exists in the manner it does because of him. I could see him not wanting to talk about it. I mean, it's and even then, Cow when Cower left, didn't he leave the Iron City beer for Tomlin with a note that says "Do it your way"? 
Yeah, like, well, that's kind of what he said. He said I kind of had the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of had the same exit. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I think that's. I don't think this ends in any other way, unless like I don't know. You retire right after multiple championships. It's. It's rare that this relationship is going to end perfectly. Well, I don't think the irons in the fridge were the only things that Cower left behind because <laughs> I, you know, Tomlin went on Instagram and did this video of he was talking about siblings, why he's in, why he likes siblings, and it mm-hmm. was about you know DNA and, and upbringing <laughs> and stuff. It was part uh, I don't know if it was part alchemy and part uh, whatever, but okay. But so he's but he's in obviously I think it's his office or uh-huh. a office uh, somewhere on South Water Street you know. and there's a bookshelf behind him and I said I want to see what's on Mike Tomlin's bookshelf like okay. what's you know what's inspired him or uh, or at least what's he's been gifted that he just had to put on the on the uh, bookshelf <laughs> and there's like a list I you know I couldn't get every single book because okay. I couldn't That's zoom into everything for the best. yeah but. Uh, there, I, I was able to like see about twenty one of them. I, I I put this on the website. It's a behind the steel curtain. You don't have to. Um, I'm not going to go through all twenty one books right now. Okay. But it's, if he had a favorite author, mm-hmm. uh, now again, there's not a book on this shelf that's like more recent than 1995. <laughs> so either Maybe this was Noel's office, yeah, he, office. Is this like the yeah the they <laughs> they, have, they haven't cleaned out the office since Noel left. <laughs> So I don't know what the story there is. I don't know if Tomlin just doesn't read a lot at work right now. He's too busy. But uh, and, but the favorite author seems to be Jim O'Brien. I don't oh, know. I think everyone in Pittsburgh has at least one Jim O'Brien book. I think you're given it once you hit the age of like, I forget if it's either 12 or 58, but you get a Jim O'Brien book. There's <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them in my mother's basement. Yeah, they, well, he's got Penguin Profiles, which uh, mm. came out in 94. It was about, that wasn't just about the Stanley Cup teams. It was actually a more enriching history. Yeah. Um, also, Doing It Right, which yes. uh, was a came out in 91. That was mm. kind of about the dynasty area. I, think, I, I can even see the cover of that. I think it's them carrying Noel off. I think it's Joe and uh, I forget who else is carrying Noel off on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, Dare to Dream from Jim O'Brien that was for, uh, came out in '96, and mm-hmm. it was about the '94 '95 seasons. Okay, okay. The testimonial from Myron Cope is Jim O'Brien is Pittsburgh's premier sports historian. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Jim Wexel. I guess uh, I, I don't know. There's nothing. He might have passed the mantle though. Like I don't know yeah. if Jim's still doing this. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I, but, but, uh, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no Wex books up there. <laughs> um, the book that I bought from this list, I went and when I saw this, I was like, I'm buying that. And I found it on Amazon, uh, Lost Sundays oh. published in 1989. It's a week by week chronicle of the Steelers disastrous 1988 season. Hmm, there that were th- does sound interesting. There were three copies on the shelf. So I'm just like, was this a gift that, uh, that, he that you know he got that they they put on the shelf or someone in the Steelers organization got. I, I don't want you to go check this out, and I'm afraid to say this out loud. But I'm almost wondering if this office is like this is where they get the picture of like you the dude signing, and they need like the books in the background. <laughs> like anytime something happens, please do not go look this up. But whenever like Mitch was in there signing the football or something oh, a year ago, is it that like room? maybe this is that room where it's like, hey, here's the photo op, and this is why stuff we got in bulk from a Walden book at the mall in 1995 is why it's still in there because it's that's the background you know oh uh, I, I okay i will i'll, look, I'll follow up on that clue <laughs> i'll follow up on that clue 
Um, the, uh, okay, there's a book uh, called Super Steelers, The Making of a Dynasty. Hmm. This had a foreword from Art Rooney that okay. read, Winning is like making Irish stew. You must blend the ingredients properly. Now, I have no idea how to make Irish stew, but in sports, you must have a good blend of coaching players and good luck. <laughs> so that, I thought that was a cool little foreword. Yes. What else? There's a lot of like sporting news pro football guides every mm-hmm. year. I guess mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if they had a subscription to sporting news or not, but it was like one of those gifts you would get every year with your subscription. Oh right, this is before. It's around the time of the uh, the football helmet phone. If you were very lucky. Yeah. Huh? Uh, but they're not SI readers, I guess. It's all sporting Maybe that news. That was SI. Was the football helmet phone? I don't know. You can see the whole list up at. Behind the steel curtain.com, but nothing modern. They need to update the library. So, we, but I will follow up on that lead to see if that's the signing room. I mean, or, not. or just what, or just like, okay, we need something that looks the, like books in the background. Quick, here's literally some books we had lying around. The bill, I think it's like the Bill Nunn signing room or something gotcha, it's called. Gotcha, or the gotcha. bill, I don't know. Okay, that it should be named for him. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, uh, uh uh, content you'll only get on what Jim's talking about. <laughs> no one else has Tomlin's bookshelf, dusty old bookshelf. I've got books from, from the 90s on my bookshelf, too, I think. Oh, but, yeah, no, exactly. But uh, Yeah, and I'm not posing in front of them either. I, uh, try to hide All right, well, let's get the band on the field. You're kind of creepy looking at some guy's bookshelf. Is it? I don't know if it's, I don't know. I'm, that's, I'm fascinated, personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just me? I can't be the only one who wants no. to know what... Uh, but I don't think I don't think he's actually reading any of those. I can't. I, I don't think I can draw insight from that. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, just a couple odds and ends, and then we will get the mock out of here. There you go. At Sunday QBs, Sunday morning quarterbacks. First odds for AFC North winner. Who you got? Bengals plus one twenty-five. Ravens plus two forty. Browns plus three fifty, Steelers plus six fifty. Mm. I'm laying my money down. Uh, it's exact, and I was you beat me to it. That is why they do this. Remember, handicapping is not determined by what we think is going to happen. It's determined by how we can get you to put money down. If it was playoffs, make playoffs. I would. I would throw my life savings. I think, but well, win division. I don't know if I'm that confident. Well, I think, and that's the other part of it, because it's because I can absolutely see if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm thinking, wait, I I get in one twenty five. I mean, last year it might have been minus one twenty five. Like it's so yeah. I could definitely see as if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm putting money on this. Uh, I can't wrap my mind into being a Ravens or Browns fan how this would get me to put money in there too but I imagine there's something to it that makes sense I don't I'm just not seeing a lot of excitement from uh from the other fan bases not that I'm you know digging into those tweets as much right but it uh but yeah but you see the Steelers at 650 and the Bengals at 125 that's going to get people to put money in and including me I want to <laughs> Um, I guess the last thing today, we'll give the final word to at Today Show today. Did you see this? In honor of National Teacher Appreciation Day, Chanel Jones travels to her hometown of Wichita, Kansas, to spotlight the story of beloved teacher Lachey Powell, who went viral on TikTok and surprises her with Pittsburgh Steelers Cordell Stewart. (laughs) So she's, even though she lives in uh, Kansas City territory, Uh she's a... Cordell fan. She okay. was uh, she was a fan of Cordell since his Colorado days. Oh, okay. Since like with the Buffalo, right. and so it was always a Cordell and a Ste- and then a Steeler fan because of that. And so she was like this great teacher. Wow. Cordell showed up um, with autographed oh. copies of his own book. Oh, 
oh. to give her. Oh, and that's nice. It was good, but it was kind of it was it was an awesome package. Look 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 for that on the on the Twitter on the Twitter feed. Yeah, well, that's also nice. I mean, at, at the Today Show here in 2023, and it's we're featuring. Hey, it's Cordell Stewart. Yeah, and and he was attainable. You know, don't don't be like, oh, my favorite player is uh, Mean Joe Green. A little right. less attainable, maybe. It's yeah, like- oh, absolutely. But and also, my favorite player <laughs> isn't like Ben Roethlisberger yeah. or isn't you know Najee Harris. I'm like, oh, my favorite's Orpheus Roy. I, I he'll show up for the Today Show, <laughs> right? right? We'll get we'll get Cordell too with the jersey of your choice, Orpheus Roy. Whichever <laughs> year you want, era you wanted, uh, or Merrill Hodge, you know. Um, well, Barrel's working. He's scouting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know. Oh, what's that? Wrong song. <laughs> Sorry, that was Kenny playing his uh, beer can. <laughs> All right. I think that is what we've been talking about today. That's what we've been talking about. Okay. That's official. Um, I don't know. Continue the conversation if you dare. Mm-hmm. My Twitter followers are dropping. I people people are just dropping off that off Twitter like left and right. Um, uh-huh. I, I have applied for the new one. What's the new Blue one? Blue sky. Yeah, I've applied for that, but I haven't been accepted yet. It's so tough. yeah, no, I've heard the word necrotic to de- to describe Twitter, and boy, that sure makes sense. Is that like uh, that's like the de- tissue dealing with death? death. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got it from the uh, context clue. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Is Blue Sky the way? I want to go there, but I can't get in. So okay. instead, I'm still lurking. I'm sure when you get there, the Steeler fans will be negative. Yeah, probably. I'm still lurking on Twitter. I'm still on TikTok. I gotta post more on TikTok. Uh, I don't know. Where are you on social and media? I, I I prefer Instagram these days, but you can find me at Twitter as too probably at uh, peeking my head in and uh, shaking my head. Uh, disapprovingly but yeah you can find me at Greg Benevent B as in boy E-N-E V as in Victor E-N-T until next week uh oh well I want to shout out to all the people who uh who posted on TikTok not TikTok on uh, Reddit when I was like listen to what she's talking about and someone's someone oh shoot I should have brought that that was great though someone said something nice and I should have gave them a shout out they were like I wait all week for it instead I just forgot and (laughs) Did nothing. This is so much more personal than if we prepared something for these people. (laughs) Uh, Here, I found it. Thank you to user Mundane Egg seven six zero seven. I I wait all week for the show. Came here after listening today's episode. Thank you. Thank you, Mundane Egg. Mundane Egg, our new number one fan. All right. Until next week, Mundane Egg. Keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.